This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everybody, this is Sean Daly with Green Talk Radio and GreenLivingIdeas.com. Welcome to the program, as always. And we're going to be talking today about green custom homes. And to talk with me on that topic is Don Ferrier, who is the president of Ferrier Custom Homes, a company that's very heavily involved in green building projects, including LEED certified projects. Don, welcome to the program. Thank you, Sean. Glad to be here. Well, it's good to have you. And it's always good to get the perspective and information from uh, somebody who's been doing green building, um, you know, in, in the trenches, as it were, to, to hear about, you know, the latest happenings and the best practices and products that people can employ. A lot of people are interested in building greeter homes or remodeling them. And um, so I think, uh, why don't we just start off uh, from your standpoint, uh, tell us what do you think are some of the key ingredients that would make a home considered very energy efficient and essentially green? Green. We we live in Fort Worth, Texas area, so we're down here in a hot climate, Sean. Uh, we're always looking at our number one uh, item is orientation. If we've got a lot of windows, we don't want them facing west. You know, that's what I call energy-efficient suicide. Hmm. Uh, so we're always taking into account the orientation of the house. Uh, the goals are to keep the hot summer sun out. The second goal is to let the warm winter sun in. But in our hot climate, if we can't do both of them, we're just going to let the we're going to keep the hot summer sun out. We're going to try to keep the home as cool as we can. So what's the optimal uh, facing south? Is it southeast? No. Uh, well, it's it's slightly southeast. In this area, you you just go by basically your uh, magnetic readings, and uh, all of that is published, and it varies from area to area, you know, with where it is. But right here, we're just slightly east of south, so it would be just basically south, southeast, just okay. a tad bit off to the east is what we do. You, you do have to be careful, though, because, you know, roughly on uh, June 22nd, the sun's going to be 85 degrees to the horizon, so it's going to set off to the west, almost perpendicular. And then you go December 22nd, and it's laid down in the southern sky about 33, 32 degrees. And so it's going further to the south when it sets. And what happens sometimes is that if you tilt it too much southeast, that west sun, when it starts to set, will come in some north windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had that just a small problem, and even the windows we put on the west side of the house, if we've got trees to buff from, you've got to be cognizant of, of where that's going. And it's real common that we'll have a house that when the sun sets in June, the trees will completely shade those west windows. But then when it goes to the southern area back in the December time, that we'll get full uh, solar exposure, so we'll pick up that heat. 
it's nice when that works that way. Yeah, and so this is true both for, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong here, this is true both for the solar thermal thermal properties as well as the solar photovoltaic exposure. And, and that is like correct, that. yes, sir. Okay. So, the very same thing. And your solar hot water, you know, your thermal as well as the house and as well as hot water and those items. Right. Now, now those are all, are those all standard features of, of the homes that you build? You know, we build true custom homes. Uh, we're, we're letting the homeowner drive the ship. We're there as the trusted consultants to help them drive it to where they want to go to. Uh, extreme energy efficiency is standard in every home we have. If you're familiar with the uh, Department of Energy's uh, scale, it's a golf score. You know, you've got 150 as your existing home out there. 100 is your new home that's being constructed. You've got to be 85 or lower to be the Energy Star. The current tax credit on the national level, you have to be a 70 or lower. And a zero is a true net zero. And our homes are averaging right around the 52-55 area. Okay. Uh, so they're called what's called a near-zero energy. All you have to do would be to put wind or PV, the photovoltaic, on it. We have had a number of clients look at wind and PV. To date, we've actually not had any. We've we built a few that were PV ready, uh, which is not a difficult thing to do. Uh, as we're seeing the cost of PV come down and the cost of energy continue to go up, uh, right now we've got nine design clients we're working with, and three of those, I believe, will end up with it on their houses. Interesting. Okay, so that hasn't been a bit. So tell, tell us about some of the standard features. I mean, let's just walk us through. Let's just say that, sure. uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a client. I'm a client of yours, and I'm sure. talking about a custom home. What are some of the recommendations that you would make to me in terms of building this project to, to make it near zero um, energy? Sure, and, and we start off always with what I talked about, the orientation. And you really, you combine those two questions that we had earlier, you know, what's our, what are our main things we look at? The second thing we're looking at in a home is we're interested in it being extremely airtight. Uh, that's even more important to us than insulation because the home could have great R60 walls, R100 roof, but if it leaks, you just undermine it. So we're looking for a, a really the house shell itself being something that is very tight. Now, we're very concerned about indoor air quality. We're very careful on the reverse side of that of putting products in that don't have any VOCs, the volatile organic compounds, that don't have the formaldehyde, the outgassing, so that you have a very high, tight house. You're not creating a toxic house. But number one is the orientation. We do that by positioning it. Number two, positioning it in where the windows are, where trees are, where porches and overhangs, all of those go to end effect. Second one is airtight, the, the, or very tight. The third one is we do want great insulation. This hot Texas climate, in any hot climate, Typically, the Department of Energy study shows that your roof insulation is four times more important than your wall insulation mm -hmm. because that hot summer sun beats down on that. What we find for number two and three works extremely well is the structural insulated panels. So we, we talk about what we're looking to do in the home and how we accomplish that. About 95% of everything we build is with a structural insulated panel, have been using SIPs, as the acronym is, since 1985. And just very pleased with that. Used a number of different uh, producers and stuff. Fisher Sips out of uh, actually uh, is the one that we are using for the last several years. So, and that's the structural structural insulated panels. You said SIP. Uh huh. Okay. Are called Sips 
for the acronym. A lot of people call them that. But uh, you got, you've got most panels are starting with a eight foot by twenty four foot sheet of OSB, and it, it's a sandwich panel. What you have, Sean, is the OSB on both sides, and this is what you would call a jumbo panel. And everybody sees four by eight OSB sheets, but you can imagine an eight by twenty four OSB sheet. And they're actually starting to make some that are eight by twenty eight. Uh, that is a jumbo panel, and you take that, in a sense, as the bread on your sandwich, and you've got different types of insulation that's the core of it. The most common is your EPS, which is your expanded polystyrene, which is commonly called a styrofoam, like your white coffee cups, your white beer coolers and stuff. Uh, and what happens, you take, you take the facing, most commonly the OSB, then you take the core, most commonly the EPS, or expanded polystyrene, and then you take a structural adhesive to bond all that together. And so the OSB by itself isn't real strong. The, the foam definitely is not real strong, but as a composite panel, it really picks up incredible strength. So you find that a SIP home compared to the average 2 before 4 frame home that's down here that's even covered with OSB on the exterior, you're still about four to five times stronger. Uh, gives you great strength but the biggest thing we go back to we've got this large panel that's eight by 24 or whatever it ends up with on the house to fit air's not going to go through that panel so we take great care in sealing the joints where it attaches to the foundation the splines between the panel to the left and right and then either the floor system for a second floor or the panel on the walls for the second floor or even the uh, the roof panel that we take great pains to seal those. The Energy Star people is run by the federal government's EPA, and Patrick Kelly in this area, this region, really, is the administrator of that. And Patrick and I were speaking uh, at a conference, a high-performance home conference at the University of North Texas four years ago, and we're talking just before we went on stage, and he was telling me about a study that they had done locally, probably legally, too, but... (laughs) Uh, they went out to some non-Energy Star home builders and say, hey, anonymously, we want to test your home, see how badly it leaks. The average non-Energy Star home they tested had 13 ACHs, or air changes an hour, meaning that in the heating season, the cooling season, when you're running either your air conditioner or your heater, it's going to leak all that air out 13 times an hour. And this was like the average around here, something like an 8 or a 9 mile hour wind. And so that's the way it's it was, uh, I think it was 11 mile an hour. They went to the Energy Star homes, and instead of 13 ACHs, they had uh, six, so that less than half of the leakage. Our homes typically have somewhere about 0.7 to 1.2. So that's one of the reasons we like the SIPs. The other one is that insulation. We're, we're having great insulation value in the walls and in the roof. Uh, then we go, what's the next thing we're looking for? We're looking for extremely, I mean, efficient air conditioner. Okay, well, actually, I have a question for you. I just wanted well, to ask. Well, you're, you're uh, permitted to ask those. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's good information. You're clearly a guy who knows a lot about what he's doing. So on these structural insulated panels, which obviously is a core component, you know, metaphorically and realistically in terms right. of uh, what you're building your homes with, I'm curious, are you also considering the, the off-gassing aspects and the healthy home aspects of this in, in, make, in choosing the products and the products are, that are components in the SIPs? Right. We, we, they are, and this has been looked at a lot over the years, Sean. I know when uh, 
SIPs in the United States really started back in the 70s for the most part. They say that the oldest one that ever was built, uh, one of the two Dow brothers, one of them went on to found the Dow Chemical Company, or maybe already had, and his brother, actually with U.S. Forest Service back in the 30s, built some early SIPs for uh, cabins that were going to be very remote, and they... They looked at, okay, what can we do to make these extremely energy efficient? And they decided, well, let's sandwich some foam between some wood. And that's what they did. As knowledge of uh, air quality, indoor air quality, and outgassing increased, you saw back in the 80s a lot of the uh, urethra formaldehyde, which was used on nearly all SIPs early on, uh, and it migrated or outgassed. Uh, was very common, and then it became aware that, ooh, that's not good. Mm -hmm. So that has stopped. And so I don't know, I belong to the Structural Insulated Panel Association, which is the national association, or really it in many ways is the international, representing structural insulated panels. And been a lot of discussion, a lot of research done. And the products I'm using, and I don't know of anybody that I've seen that is a member of SEPA, which probably 85% of SIP manufacturers, maybe even 90 are, uses anything that does outgas the uh, formaldehyde or any VOC. Right. Well, that's you good know, because it's an important issue, you know, uh, beyond the energy e efficiency. Yeah. So. You, you used to find it in the OSB, you used to find it in the adhesives, and you used to find it in the, uh, the foam itself. But uh, many people have become much smarter over the time. Yeah, and there's certainly the focus is equally on you know our, our, our health uh, as well as the energy efficiency side in, in these building projects. Now, I, on that note about the green building, I understand you guys have gotten in the spotlight recently with some exposure in the Oprah at Home magazine. I, I think you guys have a project called the Heather's Home Project, which is mentioned on your uh, FarrierCustomHomes.com website, and I understand that you got some exposure in the magazine. T tell us about that project. I, I understand it's sort of a, a showcase for sort of best practices uh, in, in green home building. And I actually, I also understand it was like the third LEED Platinum, the highest certification for LEED uh, home in the United States. And that's true, Sean. It's uh, it's really quite an interesting story. Uh, and Heather's Home has its own website as well. It, it's heathershome.info. Uh, but Heather is my my daughter, 28 years old now. When she was 25, working for me now as my general manager, working then as my office manager, uh, she had toyed around with, you know, what do I want to do? Where do I want to build a home? Do I want to maybe buy something, remodel it? Do I want to build a new one? Uh, looked at a lot of things for a couple of years and finally stuck her stake in the ground and said, I want to build a home. I want to make it as energy efficient and as affordable as I can. And that was the project. And then it was just amazing how it took wings and, and started flying. Uh, Heather and I were at the regional... Sunbelt Builder Show here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we're, the first day, we, were, we went to all three days, and the first day, lunch was included as part of your registration, and so we're down there, we pick a table by ourselves, sit down to eat, shortly hereafter, here, five people come up, and it turns out to be George James, George is the director of the Department of Energy's Building America program, which is strongly supporting building extremely energy-efficient homes with the goal of 
building zero energy homes for no more money, I think by the year 2030 is the goal. And we talk, and the bottom line, two days later, he said, Don, I want Heather's home, which was conceptual in my program. We want to make it a prototype home. And, and they do this with a select amount of homes each year. And they're basically, they gave us building science support. You know, it's the study that's become so important on these kind of homes of how does everything that go into the home synergistically work together? You're not just randomly choosing uh, windows and doors and orientation and walls and insulation, but you're, you're seeing what works together as a unit. And so we looked at a number of different things from air conditioners to windows to hot water heating. You know, do we... We've, we've used tankless hot water heaters since 1986. That's been our standard. Uh, they're real hot and popular now, and, and I'm glad they are. Uh, we started building these kind of homes in 1982. Didn't even know to call them green, you know. And they were real hot now, and we're obviously thrilled with both of those. So the Building America people, and they have basically, I think it's six building science suppliers, and we were thrilled to work with Building Science Corporation out of Boston, uh, Joe, uh, Steve Britton, Betsy Pettit, and their group. So they looked at these different options, and one of them was SIPs, even as simple as do we put a 4-inch SIP wall in here or do we put a 6-inch? Do we put a 6-inch SIP roof or an 8-inch? And so they took that as an example and said the in increase in cost from a 4- to 6-inch wall is this much, and at the current energy rates in your area, you would you would save this much energy a year, and so on the walls it was going to take us about 11 and a half years to recoup that additional two inches of wall thickness. On the roof, they did the same calculations, and they said it's going to take you 2.3 years to recoup going from a six inch to an eight inch. Well, affordable home, we were trying to look for a payback within five years, so we increased the thickness of the roof, but didn't increase the thickness of the wall. Mm -hmm. And so those are the kind of things they gave us input on, that we made those decisions to help guide it, tweak the design slightly, uh, went through that. And, and actually, after we had, we had just started construction of the home, uh, doing some site work and such as that, our HERS provider, which is the Home Energy Rating Service, we have all of our homes tested. They meet Energy Star. Uh, they approached us, guaranteed watch savers in this area, and said, we have just been named one of four providers for home testing for the LEED home pilot program. And you have a project because you build the kind of home that would qualify. And we said, well, we just start in Heather's home on the groundwork. And they said, wonderful. So we jumped on board and, and went through that documentation process. And interestingly, at the same time, uh, the NHB, the National Association of Home Builders, had just a couple of months earlier announced they had introduced their model green home building guidelines. And so we were a prototype home under it. So we were prototyping everywhere on the thing, Sean. But the great thing is you get a lot of discussion, you get a lot of synergy, and uh, we learned a lot. And really, we just did on Heather's home what we normally did that fit within her budget. Uh, we hadn't come up with this master plan of, oh, we've got to get Leeds Platinum, which, as you well said, is 
was the highest standard and really still is in the nation for energy efficiency. And, 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 and what's particularly, if I may, what's yeah. particularly interesting about that is that I think people think, and I know I hear sometimes, you know, lead platinum, oh, you must have spent a lot of money on that. And yeah. I think what was the most, one of the most compelling things about this project and one of the things that was picked up in the O at Home article was the fact that, you know, Heather did have this budget. It helps to have a dad in the business, <laughs> by the way, but, but, but she had a realistic, a real budget. Right. Of, and it was like $115 a square foot. Right. And, and it was a modest size home. The retail cost the home ended up coming in at. That's, and that's awesome. So, so I mean, I think that the, the, the everyman aspect of this, that this is accessible, these kinds of home designs and these kinds of efficiencies are available to the average person. Because, I mean, in California, right. you can't build a home for anywhere near that. Uh, you, you know, and, and certainly to be able to get something that is essentially, I, I guess I just want to differentiate between platinum in terms of lead and platinum in terms of home building costs, right? That's because good. that's an excellent point. It's, you know, these are two different things. Um, and that was what really blew me away is that, you know, for, as described in the article, um, you know, she's, you know, she's in her 20s. She's, she, she represents you know, the average 20-something that wants to build a home and that there are That's these right. kinds of options available is really uh, impressive. Single lady. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it really was. And so you're right. It, it was something that we were very carefully looking at that. So even earlier when you asked me what is, what is the standard features on our home, well, we're looking at all of these things, but what that looks like for each client is specific to their home, their site, uh, and their taste. You know, Heather's is a contemporary house. You go to the website and you'll see that. Uh, we, we were honored. Uh, we're just almost inundated in the three weeks of tours we had with people that came out to look at it. They oohed and awed about it. Excuse me. And probably a fourth of them say, oh, I love the house. I love the concept, but does it have to look like this? And we said, no, you know, Mediterranean, Texas Hill Country, you know, it could be a Tudor style. You can do it with any styles. Uh, you just got to do some things a little different and, and make different choices. And, and that's good to hear because, you know, people do have varying tastes and it changes depending on, you know, the, the person's personal aesthetic as well as the area of the country, what's common in certain areas. So that's nice to hear that these concepts are sort of universal across different styles. Well, yeah, we're going we're, we're gonna to take a quick break right here and we'll come back. I have another question for you uh, and we will be right back after this word from our sponsors. We're talking on green building projects with Don Ferrier of Ferrier Custom Homes and we'll be right back. Listen to Living Green, Effortless Ecology for Everyday People, a weekly online audio program featuring champions of sustainable living at personallifemedia.com. Hey everybody, this is Sean Daly. We're back on Green Talk Radio talking about green home projects and specifically about green custom homes and uh, ones that are uh, accessible to everyone, not just the, the, the very rich out there. And talking with me about that is Don Ferrier of Ferrier Custom Homes. And you can find them online at ferriercustomhomes.com. I want to spell that F-E-R-R-I-E-R, customhomes.com. So Don, I'm just, I'm just curious now, tell us about your average client. We've been talking about the Heather's Home Project and, right. and the price range that's in. What's an average client for you that's doing these kinds of building projects? You know, the majority of our clients, somewhere around 70 to 75 percent of our clients are baby boomers. Uh, they come to us, Sean, and they say, we have researched this and looked and looked at it, and we're heading toward retirement. We're going to build the last home we ever planned to build, empty nesters. Uh, 
we're convinced energy costs are only going to go up, and we know your kind of home will cost us more up front, but in the long run, it's going to be one of the wisest investments we could ever make. And it's also going to be very comfortable and healthy, and it's going to have much less maintenance than the average home. And that's what we want to look at heading toward retirement, and it's the right thing to do. Our second largest client is typically in their 30s or 40s, and they are coming and saying it's the right thing to do first to help the environment. We've got to do something here to make a difference, and I think it's going to save me money and it's going to be a wise investment. But they just nearly always flipped on those two, mm-hmm. one and twos. Uh, and, you know, we there anything from a mid-century modern, which is kind of a modern Frank Lloyd Wright type of home, to what we just talked about, contemporary to Texas Hill Country, Mediterranean, uh, historical replicas of homes, and uh, just really almost any style that you could think of. I even got one Cape Cod that's in the drawing process right now in our design. They, they love that look. Do you work with a lot of different architects or primarily just one? No, we, we work with a number of different architects. We do more work with Gary Ope, OLP, out of Dallas than anybody, but uh, I guess currently right now we're working with a total of four different architects uh, on these different projects. And and all of these architects specialize in green design? You know, no, they don't. Uh, What I find is about, I'm going to say roughly, Sean, 50% of our clients come in and they don't have any plans. So they're asking me, where do we start? And I said, okay, you know, let's form a team. And that's, that's the number one thing I always ask Sean. I said, we need to decide, and, and Heather's usually asked this before I talk to the folks, uh, if I'm a good fit for you and if you're a good fit, fit to me. You know, if, if we're not going to work well together, it's not any fun, and this is too short not to have some fun in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'd say, okay, let's get an architect involved. We'll go from there. About the other half, either have an architect already drawing plans or they already have a set of plans and i find of that half of the equation and and in an overall sense probably 60 percent of my projects i'm working with architects on one side of that fence or the other and the other 40 percent uh the people already have a set of plans and it's already past that we nearly always always have to tweak those other plans because something's wrong i was just going to say yeah energy wise (laughs) Yeah. But that's part of the service we give them. You know, it's easy to get them redrawn most of the time. But the architects that the people are bringing with them, you know, most of them have some knowledge of green, but almost all of them say, I'm just learning. Right. But they're, but they're willing to work with you on it. They're willing to work with it. It's a huge change. Back from the 80s and early 90s when we were out in this thing that most, most builders, architects, and homeowners thought this was just a little bitty fringe deal that was kind of crazy. Right. More for, the no Cali- for us Californians. That's right. That's yeah. right. A bunch of going to drive up in a Volkswagen bus with peace sign on the side and run out and hug a tree. You know? Right, right. 
Well, it's good to hear that it's it's you know pervasive throughout the country now, uh, because certainly those things do tend to start on the east and the west coasts. And uh, but it's good to hear that you know in 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 the Midwest and in the South and in places like Texas that this is becoming important and there's flexibility and interest and, and competency uh, around this because uh, that's important that it that it happened everywhere. Well, and it is, and and you know there's been some articles written about us here locally. We've just been very blessed over the last three to four years with a tremendous amount of PR, uh, but saying, can you believe it? Green building is in Fort Worth. It went out to a small 13.8 million or something, and, and it just kind of, green buildings come to Texas kind of was there for me. Well, it's a, it's a great, it's a great story. And, uh, we, we wish you, uh, well, much congratulations, first of all, on the exposure and the visibility of um, NBC Nightly, Nightly News and, and otherwise on the Oprah magazine and everything else, uh, obviously deserved. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you coming on the program and, and sharing this information with our audience on, on how they can uh, green build in their own budgets. My, well, it, it's great. You know, the last two quick things I'll say, sure. we then look at uh, Energy Star appliance and Energy Star lighting and then how you heat your hot water. Those are the big rocks to put in that home building jar. Okay, well that's that's good information and as a referral on that, we have done a number of uh, Energy Star podcasts on this program uh, with Energy Star as well as other uh, entities that provide those types of products. So anybody listening in, if you want to get more information, you can uh, check out the other podcasts on Green Talk or also the articles on the greenlivingideas.com site for more information on that. And again, I want to thank you, Don, for being on the program. My pleasure. And my guest today has been Don Ferrier, who is the president of Ferrier Custom Homes in Texas. And they are online at FerrierCustomHomes.com. Again, that's F-E-R-R-I-E-R. And Sean Daly, I'm signing off for Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.